the modern equivalent of arguing that the Earth is flat, that NASA takes the moon landing, and that Elvis is out there somewhere still flipping burgers in Florida. You remember us? It's me, Tony Martin. Mm-hmm. Good to see Kevin. Because what have we passed in the studio? It's the Nissan Navara. Look at it. Finally, a sponsor. Give it something, Mr. Martin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think it's niche. 
I think it's fair enough. Naked. We had curtain talk in the first break. <laughs> Un- unplanned curtain talk. I think that's neat. I think it's fair enough. We need to get more mainstream. We need to bloke it up. We need to be talking about Paris Hilton going to prison. Oh, look at oh, that. No. There's a picture oh, in the paper oh, today. Oh. The mirror. Whoa! Look how small it is. How's he going to cope with that? An exclusive. That's like being in the white room on Big Brother. What's happened in there? Has anything happened in the white room? Really? I haven't been watching Big Brother at all. Out of there. Did uh, someone yeah. saw their own foot off? Did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go with our story idea? <laughs> no, nothing left to be having in there. No, no, no. Very out of there. Okay. No, no. right. I won't say anything about babies. Okay. I'll, no. move, I'll move on. No, right. We're looking for good news. It's the opening break, and I have some good news straight off CNN's website. Oh, okay. Maybe you're probably having a bad day, listeners. Maybe you're stuck in traffic. Yep. Maybe something terrible is going on. Maybe there's a man with an axe outside. A tax problem, something. Mm-hmm. You need cheering up? Listen to this headline on today's CNN. Billy Joel says, I no longer feel motivated to write pop songs. We are going to play the game that is sweeping the nation. Uh, Next on Get There, Teppanen. Uptown girl, no more. Or Halali. Well, it's uh, Snow Patrol, hands open. Still going here at Get There, Todd Triple M. It's uh, Tony Martin and Cavalier Richard Marshall. Mm. Back after a week off. I can't believe eight weeks off. I hate it. You don't even like a day off. Uh, I hate days off. Nothing to do. Nothing to do. Surely there's uh, something to do around at your place. Internet. Of the neighbourhood cats, we've been getting our uh, producer Nikki has been giving me bulletins on what we've missed on Big Brother. That guy Cruz, oh, he's a nice bloke. He's open to women's shelter <laughs> where they just all come in and he berates them for not trying hard enough. He was in the white room and apparently he left and they offered him a sum of money. Big Brother offered him a sum of money. Now normally the prize on Big Brother is what a million bucks. A million bucks. How much did they offer him, Nikki? much more. I just thought, because what, what happened? He's not like he's gone anywhere. Mate, you should have held out for 850. Yeah. Do you know what you could have got for that? What were you thinking, Mike? What's the problem with you, mate? Well, they did some sort of beat the bomb arrangement where the, the price yeah, of that would be good. Where the money went up. You know what I mean? Uh, there's no, there's no uh, idea. Where did it start? Just really find out. Four in the morning, the priest. 
on the third day, presumably. Mm. What about that game, though? I mean, it's, it's taken off. Ever since the day we go. Hef's comment. Everyone's playing it. I have a series of statements in front of me, some of them made by your close personal friend, Senator Bill Heffernan. Wonderful man. Some of them by controversial Muslim cleric, Sheikh Al-Halali. Are you ready? Fire away. Statement number one. Women are inferior to men and should stay in the kitchen where they belong. Oh, look, I don't know what he is claiming to get any dangerous purpose to scrape the soap or mop the out on his head. That was actually Senator Heffernan. Oh. Sometimes he grabs, chooses his words carelessly, but he's merely presenting one view. Not everyone has to agree with it. Statement number two. Homosexuals are an inferior breed and should not be allowed to hold positions of power. But like I say, we live in a free society. Now, not everyone will agree with the Senator's view, but I, for one, will defend his was actually Sheikh Al-Halali speaking. Oh. 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 leave the country. Those comments are disgusting. Statement number three. We simply have too many patients in this country. They're in danger of taking over. Oh. spoken last night by Kerry O'Brien. Disgraceful, appalling. And he was, of course, quoting Pauline Hanson. Oh, look, people may not agree with Pauline, but I think it's healthy we debate these issues. Statement number four. Someone was responsible for the Cronulla riots, and it certainly wasn't white people. Well, it doesn't sound like either of them. Is this another curveball? No, it's definitely one or the other. Which is it? Effinant or Halali? Well, obviously the shake wouldn't say that. I, I guess in this instance, Bill is simply reflecting what a lot of people out there are thinking. No, unlikely as it may seem, those words were spoken last week by Sheikh Al-Halali at Lakemba Mosque. Oh. The Sheikh was quoting directly from the Alan Jones program. A wonderful program. Alan simply expresses what so many are frightened to say in our politically correct society. Jones was there uh, reading out words rather uncharacteristically spoken by Australian of the Year, Tim Flannery. Appalling sentiments he should be stripped of his title. But Flannery was in in fact, reporting a quote expressed to him by Senator Ross Lightfoot. Well, sometimes it's important for unfashionable, even distasteful views to be brought to the table. Lightfoot himself was reading a transcript from last week's 7.30 report. Propaganda felt wise, where the words were spoken by right-wing commentator Janet Albrechtson. Thoughtful, reasoned, decent. And finally, statement number five. There is no such thing as global warming. It's a lot of leftist focus, focus, straight out of naughty land. Oh, that person must be feeling pretty foolish now. Um, 
It was me, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Did you have to bring the car around? <laughs> Considerable pulling power. Yeah. Does that mean we will have, you know, through osmosis, more pulling power? I'd like to think so. Yeah. You and I dragging pianos up the street, no <laughs> effort at all. Appeal <laughs> into the wind. Wow, that's something from May, perhaps. That'd be great. Because Gabriel, man, did oh, that thing take off? That was fantastic. And congr- I wasn't here. Congratulations uh, just for the Tristan who sent the photo in, and John, I think who it was at the fax machine. Is that right? Is it John? I don't, John. It was John. Yeah. Peter. John. Sorry. Peter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was John or Peter or maybe it was Tristan. But whoever it was who won. Congratulations. Fantastic. Very controversial. I know not everyone. I know Dairy. Because Dairy had the weight of numbers behind it. Yeah. How many interests did he send in? I don't know. I think that, uh, yeah. I think he needed the computer kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He quit his job mm-hmm. just to do K-Pro. Or I needed to hop the computer and make the cash. But yeah. no dice. If you want to see uh, who won and all the runners up, it's all in the uh, K-Pro gallery. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Get This page mm. on the Triple M website. Mm. You've got to have a look at that. Mm. Now it's May. Uh, Josie Long suggested dismay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I couldn't work out whether it was just dissing each other or just dismayingly poor material every day. Oh, well. But you've decided we're pulling pianos up the street. Fantastic. That'll get missing. Right behind us. Thinking, good move there. Hey, news, news. What else has been going on while we've been away? Uh, model Giselle Bunchen has dumped Victoria's Secret after it refused to increase her $6 million a year salary. Well, I, for one, will no longer be wearing any Victoria's Secret. I'm sorry. Really? In protest. <laughs> Six million bucks a year to get around in your underpants. Mm. Sorry, it's simply not enough. I want $10 million in cash. Or I start putting on these tracksuit pants. Please don't. Please don't. I've got a cardigan here. No, don't. I'll, I'll put it on. No. <laughs> too, too horrible to even think about. Have you been to the, uh, I'm sure, have you got Foxtel at your house? No. I'm going to get the Foxtel. I know I've got because you would love the fashion channel. Well, they had uh, at the hotel I was staying in Sydney, they had Foxtel. And it's just the end of sleep. Because you'll watch, I'll watch anything. I just love every second of it. Uh, what did you spot at like four in the morning? The travel one. The travel, the travel program, which is essentially just the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Just a person walking through telling you that you've got to try the exotic delicacies of Peru because you don't know what bugs are like until you've actually eaten them. Uh, and I'm in. Cook some bugs, cook some bugs, film someone, I'll get them to have a bite, and I'll watch. So it's food. It's, you say it's travel, it's really <laughs> the food. The food channel. Any pig eating? Have you seen I, that? I'll tell you what's good, and this is specific to one footy code, but it's the, uh, when, whenever there's an AFL footy game on, mm. you can select uh, which team you want to watch. Mm. And last night, uh, Richmond, the team, oh, was my team, Geelong, I don't want to put oh. a spot, but it was one of the biggest ever margins between two teams, like Geelong were like 110 points yeah, in front. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I thought for half time, let's just go and check out what's going on in the dressing room in Richmond, and uh, basically just drinking hemlock Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and 
last time it was that's the most depressed group of individuals you've ever seen. What do you mean you can follow one team? What does that mean? You can actually pick uh, which team you'd like to watch at half time. Oh. So you have like nine different, you know, camera angles. And if you put eagles, what happens there? Yeah. Is the footage still blanked out? <laughs> Just cuts to a nightclub. <laughs> and beeping. Some guy hanging on to the bottom of a cab. <laughs> like Grindhouse. <laughs> Grindhouse. How's that? Sports and nerd topics mm-hmm. in one set. Mm-hmm. Done. Is that coming out as two films here? That's what I've heard. Grindhouse is the new Quentin Tarantino. It's bombed as one in the States. Yeah. Because it was too long. Yes. They were supposed to make a 45-minute film each. And two hours. Each. And they both delivered a two-hour film. Mm. So you've got like a four-hour double feature, something mm. like that. Yeah. Then they chopped them down mm. to get them down to three hours. Mm. But now they're putting stuff back in for Australia. Mm. Right. Because so I think there's a real missing in each. This is a film called Grindhouse. It's two separate movies mm. in one. Mm. But both of them have a real missing, so they just get to the naughty bits, and it goes, mm-hmm. real missing. Really? But they're putting those bits back yeah, in good. for Australia. Tarantino and Rodriguez. Yeah. That'd be great. Like, uh, and I also heard the Miramax were, were spacing out the film, so they're releasing one, and then they're waiting another few months before releasing the next one. Yeah. As a romantic comedy. So basically what you do is you watch the first part of Grindhouse, then you watch Kill Bill 2, It'll take a few months, and then you watch the second part <laughs> of Grindhouse. You give yourself some change for that one, Rich. No, many. <laughs> change your 10 cents. There are no. many films that could do with a real missing. Oh, yeah. That's new Spider-Man. That could do with several yeah. real missing. What missing's. is going on? I mean, I've been outside, did some banking, <laughs> went and watched another film, came back, still going. <laughs> that sand bloke is still getting bigger. So wispy. Why did he get bigger then? I don't know. There's a lot more sand around. Why did that black stuff arrive? And target Peter Parker out of everyone in the world. Why did the black stuff go back to Peter Parker's yeah. house and sit around doing nothing for three days? Yeah, just watching telly while he was out? I think it, I think it went to the Empire State Building and then it went up, the, you know, and then it saw the Statue of Liberty, then it caught a few subways. You just want to get the New York experience before it started killing folks. Why did the evil photographer suddenly become religious and go to church? Oh, yeah. The same church that the Spider-Man happened to be in the roof of. Oh, yeah. So many questions. <laughs> I haven't seen that. New Spider-Man. Yeah, right now that I think about so it. So many. More questions at the end of The Prestige. Huh? Why? A hundred glass tanks. Why not just one glass tank? You have yeah. to change my blog about Spider-Man 3. Where yes, I was this show is getting too nerdy. Yeah, right. The Navara <laughs> is driving up the street <laughs> to a blokier program. But it's not going to stop because in the next mm. hour, Lockie here is back from Hollywood and then we are going to hear some freshly dropped names. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Is this Steer? Is this Missy Higgins? Not yet. No, okay, okay, never mind. That's a hook, though. That's okay, good. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There's more forward promotion than this break than <laughs> content. It's the show we remember. It's one confused alphabet soup. Do none of Peter Parker's neighbours mm. notice Spider-Man leaping out anything out out the window all the time? I just go, gee, that Spider-Man spends a lot of time around at Peter Parker's house. Must know each other. We're back on, guys. Oh, we're back on. Let's yeah, get this on Triple M. You know, here are the words you don't know. How, how much, like, uh, if you're playing Spider-Man, right? Tobey Maguire's playing Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's all this, it's like doing a, like a melodrama. You've got to do all the I love you stuff on the bridges. Yeah, yeah. got huge laughs when I saw it. Brought the house down. Killed. Killed. <laughs> But then all of the action stuff, it's just CGI, and clearly CGI. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, but it was quite enjoyable when uh, Dr. Octopus was involved. That's when they had about from Malia. And Defoe, Defoe kept it real in the first one. <laughs> well, except when he had that ridiculous plastic mask on. 
an attack that Macy Gray concert, and those people were hanging off that really dodgy-looking balcony that was clearly in a studio. But I loved that he'd gone for Macy Gray. I like to think that there were other concerts there, and he's gone, no, no, I'm not going to leave them. I might leave the Strokes alone. Some little tap for cutie, that's fine. Macy Gray, let's go. All right. We're back on here. Are the words you don't want to hear just before you go to air on a national radio program. I don't know how this is going to go, Tone. <laughs> That's what he said to me. What is it? What are you talking about? I've been out of the room. Uh, listen to this, Tone. Uh, yeah, okay. Sure that. Naked man gets super glued to exercise bike. Yep. In uh, a gang in South Africa stripped a man before super gluing him to an exercise bike while they ransacked his house. Gotcha. And we... Uh, Got some ex- now, now I have I have procured some exclusive audio of this very event. Yep. And let's cross to Africa now. Let's cross to South Africa now. Right, I'm going to kick the door in. Oh, this house looks like it's got lots of money in it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kick the door in. Right. <laughs> it was open. That's what a polite kid. It's, it's open. Who's that talking to me? Listen, you. You there, man. Hey, what are you doing in my house? Yes, give me all your money. Oh, but I'm just a lowly peasant. I don't have anything at all. Well, you've got lots of rand. Well, Look I, at you. I have no rand. You've tons of rand and digital televisions. Give them to me. Oh, I can't. I right, that's it, you. Yeah. On the exercise bike. Oh, okay. What about the... Oh, I'll take your clothes off. Bertie. Thank you. I'll take my clothes off. You're wearing a one-piece jumpsuit. How convenient. Right. Now, you going to stay on that bike? Sure. No, you're lying. I don't want... I don't... What are you, what are you doing? I'm going to have to glue you to it. Oh, there we are. This thing's unorthodox. No, you stay there. I'm going to regular kind of... Ransack your house. Oh. Ransack your house. Oh, when you're paper. And now, I've got all your rand, and I'm off. All right, so you... Don't even think about trying to drag yourself off that exercise. Can I get off the bike now. No. Oh yes, I mean yes. Oh, oh me plums. this back on Triple M mm. after a week off. Uh, Sunny Monday. Oh, Cavaliers here. We've got Richard Buzzer. <laughs> he doesn't like a week off. Right. He wasn't here for the last show. We announced the winners of April. Mm-hmm. You can go to the website and see that. Rob has uh, called in to say right. we should have Smocktober. Smocktober. Good idea. We'll put that on the whiteboard. Here's something we like to do. We like to climb. Talk back mountain. <laughs> That opening bit, the red carpet bit, that just gets longer and more mm. painful and gayer every time. Doesn't it? I didn't see. You need a red carpet makeover. Oh, dear. It should have. You had a red carpet makeover. Mm-hmm. Can't you tell? No. The motif of the Loki's apparently was, did I hear this correctly? Yeah. Andy Warhol meets pop culture. Which is incredible. <laughs> isn't, isn't, didn't Andy Warhol kind of create the pop culture? incredible. Yeah, that's like, this and Nirvana meets cars. Yeah, incredible meeting. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about today, though? Well, uh, the one thing I did see in the in the, uh, the logies this morning, Rich mm-hmm. came in and he was looking through the paper, yeah. <laughs> and he picks it up and goes, "Whoa, whoa look at that!" <laughs> and I said, "I said, I, yeah. I said, Richard, isn't that the uh, one of the sixteen-year-olds or neighbours?" <laughs> to which he responded, "They can't. They shouldn't be printing." Uh, I can pictures like uh, that. Uh, it wasn't a four. It was a call. It was a very measured 
Does anyone know who Caitlin Stacey is? <laughs> and I've seen that photo too. Does she look like she'd uh, press charges for stalking, do you think? <laughs> restraining order. Do you reckon she knows what they are? She's wearing a restraining order. Oh, bang. Uh, I don't know. What sort of action did you guys see? It all looked a bit too <laughs> slick and too professional. Uh, you know, there wasn't enough drunken behaviour. The hosts weren't bad enough. No, that's very true. You know, not a lot of material, but get this. Now, uh, now you think that the chaser, we didn't see anything. I didn't see their, their stunt with the powder on the carpet. Oh, that's off there, wasn't it? Fantastic. Jeez, they're good. I didn't see that either. And, every, and this morning, you know, I was watching the Today Show on Sunrise, and it's just endless, endless. <laughs> so I uh, crossed out it was Stevie Jacobs who's doing the weather. <laughs> bit under the weather, aren't you, mate? <laughs> I, I said, Saw you on the dance floor with the McLeod boys. It's like a competition. You know, that's not drunk. If you've got to do the weather, lying in a pool of your own vomit from the gutter, that's drunk. That's that's you got to have it. And Stevie Jacobs is doing the weather this morning from inside the yard, dressed as a duck. <laughs> what? Where am I? Where? Oh, but current is now that's drunk. Current affairs, I love it when they pit tragic stories against each other oh, yeah. to win a fabulous prize. <laughs> and Sideshow Mike and our production department sent us, sent us this hilarious clip from the Logies. And the Logie goes to sexual abuse in Aboriginal communities. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the step, what? Let's give point. it up for sexual abuse in remote <laughs> Aboriginal communities. Alright, who got gypped? Who got gypped at the Logies? Who missed out? That's what we want to talk about today. I want to suggest that there should have been a special Logie. I don't even know if it was within the competition year as such, mm-hmm. but Travis, come on. Travis, oh, yeah. on Big Brother, you know him, warning. If the answer which you believe most reflects your personality, indecisive. 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 Come up with any new Decisive. You coined that yet? Did you stop adding the letter O to words at random? You'll have a dictionary out. It'll be like the Dicko's Dicko. All right, I'm saying he was Where was his prize last night? Who are you? Who's waving so, at the words Travis? Uh, yeah, Travis Dicko. Matt Parko came past. He's going to come in and say hello. 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 Matt Parkinson. Matt Parkinson from the cage of Melbourne. Why doesn't Spider-Man eat flies? Yeah. Why does he eat questions? Thank you very much, Parko. Thank you, Parko. He's not singer, but he likes a banana. <laughs> Um, who do you think was Chip? Oh, definitely this. Why isn't there a Logie for Best White Good Promotional oh, segment? Yes. Because who'd be up for that, Rich? Man, it's Discounter. <laughs> <laughs> Old Ratface. Old Kerry Ann Ratface. He'd be, he's brilliant with a You know, you're not talking about Kerry Ann. No, no, no. no. Kerry Ann's offside of Ratface. <laughs> he, uh, he's like Splinter with the turtle. <laughs> She's like the turtle. He's like Splinter. The wise one. Selling white goods. <laughs> <laughs> Who was gypped at the Logies, Mr. Mars? I was, I was really pleased to see Michael Chiklis there. Oh, oh yes. Looking for a fake ID for uh, <laughs> 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 a Queensland who allegedly tried to buy explosives with a picture of Michael Chiklis on, yeah. his, on his driver's license. I was wondering whether when Michael Chiklis came through customs that would have been flagged. <laughs> Hang on a second. This is that And then it's the thing. And, you know, it was the fantastic four were there. Yeah. <laughs> the three of them. And I love it. <laughs> I'm just going to wander in. Jessica Alba says, 
the second one's going to be better than the last one. You go, well, I should hope so. Yeah, come on, Jess. Yes. Very cool. I've seen the shorts for the new Fantastic Four. Yeah, Three minutes of spectacular effects. Hang on, <laughs> Lucky Hume is bashing me. Libby <laughs> Gore style. <laughs> Have a see, Lucky, and give him a fake round of applause. <laughs> Flying bloke on fire. Mm. There's the thing. Mm. There's the new silver surfer. Mm. There's the invisible chick. Mm. As usual in the shorts. No sign of the stretchy no bars. They still can't make it not look ridiculous. Mm. <laughs> they don't want you to see any of the stretchy bloke because that looks ridiculous. Fair enough. I, I'm just surprised that they cast Jessica Alba regarded as one of the hottest chicks in the world and they make her invisible. <laughs> <laughs> what about that bit in the first one where they're on a bridge and something, there's a truck falling off a bridge and they go, we're going to have to get down the other end of the bridge. You're going to have to go invisible. You're going to have to take all your clothes off. So she does and goes invisible and when she gets down there, they're waiting for her. <laughs> well, how did they get down there? They weren't invisible. <laughs> It was like, get your gear off. Yeah, you know, I actually tested for the part of Dr. Doom. Of course you did! And uh, I really didn't want to do it. And nah, my, well, my managers kept saying, no, you've got to go in on it, you've got to go in. And I, so I, I got sent the sides for it, and I thought, look, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to do him as Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> really? And uh, so, you know, uh, I loved them all. You know, <laughs> so I went and I did my Dr. Doom test as Jeremy Irons, and um, the casting director looked at me and she goes, yeah, that's great, uh, fantastic. I said, well, should we do one more? She said, no, 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 that was great. And I said, so I've got the job. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm great. And you don't need to see another one, so I just must have nailed that one out of the ball. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, security. There's just the deathly silence in the room of me quietly clutching my testicles and walking out backwards. And the trap door opens at that point. <laughs> uh, we are not yet talking about uh, your adventures in Hollywood. We're saying who was gypped at the Logies? Mm. Did I ask you yet, Mr. Martin? Yeah, for his work on Rogue. It'll have been up for best uh, kilt work. Okay, <laughs> Rogue, best professor, best multicultural performer. Channel 31. <laughs> uh, best fake beards constructing Australia <laughs> on the ABC. Uh, there is some amazing, because it's basically just a documentary on how people make bridges and yeah, yeah, some of the amazing buildings yeah, in Australia, yeah. but some of the, I mean, the olden days, Rush, these these beards are much worse than that. <laughs> it's amazing. There wasn't a beard category. No. It might have been under scientific achievements, yeah. not broadcast yeah, yeah, yeah. with the main ceremony. Yeah. Listeners, help us out of a hole. Who do you think missed out on the Logies last night? Give us a call. Lockie Hume's here. He'll say something. One triple three five three. Give here at Triple M. Are you going to be my girl? The Logies was on last night. Lockie Hume has come in early. We're going to be talking to him properly in the next hour, but in the meantime... So did you watch the Logies? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There you go. That's a thumbs up. Yeah. Okay. Who's on the line? Hi, Fleur. How are you? I'm very well, guys. How are we? Welcome back. Thank you very much. Nice yeah. to be back. Who got dipped? Well, the guy, the producer that has raised the bar in the current fence shows, the guy that chained the old woman to her bed. Oh. <laughs> Old lady, change her bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Has been anything else? Anything else you were disappointed with last night? Um, look, I actually didn't mind. I fell asleep towards the end as I do every year. Mm. But um, I do like a bit of Logies. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, who's that yeah. in the background? He's cheering as well. Hooray. 
to the guy who turned the old woman to the bed. Uh, <laughs> and do you think you'll be watching it? There was a lot of promotion for the Graham Kennedy movie. That looks pretty interesting. Yes, I, I, that's been on during the week, and I've missed it once, so I'll have to watch out for that again. The merchandise has arrived in here, I have to say. Good. Kind of odd to be getting merchandise. He's lonely, he's sad, he's gay. Here's your T-shirt! <laughs> but no, it does look great. Now, friend uh, Jason Stevens from The Late Show has produced this film, which is uh, on, I think, TV One, featuring Goody Sampson as Ugly Dave Gray. That looks great. Ah, there's a price of admission. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're talking about. Hello, David, how are you? David, how are you? Oh, David, David's uh, bird's okay. there. This might be a... Well, Michael, are you there? Do you want Michael? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. See, Michael, the show is back to just as good as it ever was. And thank you for not saying anything when I was calling you David as well, Michael. Oh, I thought it was somebody else. Just leaving me hanging. Hey, who missed out, bro? Uh, mate... His acceptance speech would have burst a few eyebrows. Don't know what clips they would apply. I have to say, if you rendered that film, obviously you have Michael. Yeah, just because you kept mentioning it. Yeah. See, now I must say, we did keep mentioning it. We did say that not everyone is going to like it. No, it's not your Saturday night crowd pleaser. It's not midnight run. Depends on the crowd. <laughs> but I have to say, my video shop, all the copies, little cardboard. Always out. Always out. Always out. And I always think, I, I wonder if that's us, and I wonder if we're losing people. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you for the call. Now, is this the real David? I hope it is. Oh, there we go. God, David. What's, uh, what have you got, Jim? Um, just first, I want to say it's a huge honor to be talking to Tony. And Ed, I just watched Squid. Oh, yes. oh, oh thank you very much. Squid, now, Lockie, you've been out of the country yeah. while this short film, Squid, has blown the movie industry apart. Did you watch it on YouTube? Hell yeah. Mm. How would you describe it? To oh, it's, it's beautiful. Mm. The, the loving look at the end is just incredible. Mm. Mm. So there's a musical number that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I was completely blown back. All shot on the Brisbane River. And what I like is, uh, I went to, do you know the internet movie database? Mm. If you go there, they have like trivia fact for the movie. Mm. And the trivia fact for Squid is, yeah. it says, somebody else doubled for Ed Cavalli swimming in Brisbane River, quote, for health reasons. I said to the director, Lockie, I'm not getting in that Brisbane River. I said, if you drink a glass of the Brisbane River, then I'll get in. He picked up a glass and put it in and put it to his lips. And I said, no, nah, I, I wasn't going to do it anyway. <laughs> You're in. But it needs a water anyway. Yeah. What, what is Squid? Can I... I saw the short film that Josh and I did with some, for some friends of ours in, uh, in Brisbane. And what's the premise of Squid? It's yeah. two guys in a, in a boat yeah. and they get attacked by a giant squid. Uh -huh. It's an action film. How many stars? I weren't afraid of putting you in the water because you might eat the squid. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. He's very cautious. David, how many stars are you giving it? Oh, I gave it four. Very kind of you. Is that out of ten? No, out of five. Out of five. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now, but who do you say was just at the Logies? I think we all were when we when John Rivers wasn't oh. Yeah, they needed a wild card, a, a Joan Rivers, to come in and, and mess things up a bit. And once he got handed the pink logie, he said, it's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> we just needed someone to tell Richard Wilkins, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs>
We did indeed. Thank you to everyone who contributed. Thank you, David. To the Logie Magic, uh, in the next hour, we're going to be rejoined by Lockie Hume, and there's going to be some uh, movie talks. Oh. Your chance to call us with your movie stumpers. About as effective as a hairdryer in a hurricane. <laughs> Thank God for that, because I'm glad that 
crying while he's coming to an end. Photographers do. There'll be like hundreds will be laid off. It's true. Yeah, but I mean, that's Lindsay Lohan and Paris Hilton. That's showbiz gossip. Yeah. Yeah. If you go on, like, you know, the Channel 9 Today show or Sunrise or whatever the shows are, you know, they have their obligatory little Hollywood insider who goes on by satellite to say, this is what's happening yeah. in showbiz this week. Yeah. 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 What's going on in showbiz? And you can almost hear them, the, 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 you know, the, the pages of the magazine they're reading it out of <laughs> underneath the shot. Well, today is uh, Horace. No, that's, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's nothing to do with what actually goes on in Hollywood. Now, you are our Hollywood insider. You've been over there. Uh, on location. On location. On location. In LA. Who, drop some notes. Who have you bumped into just walking up the street? You must um, have seen somebody. I, I saw Reese Witherspoon. Oh, oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. She was coming out of a... Uh, Clothing store just around the corner. Right, right. you didn't see, was Ryan Felipe uh, no. going along behind again. It's Sue <laughs> which was an exact quote from an insider. What? Apparently, he came out of a nightclub drunk. Cause it's too noisy in there, no one can hear. You. And according to the New Weekly, he was overheard saying to nobody in particular, It's Sue no. Why did you do it? Well, no, I didn't see that, but I did see that. More than along this, yeah. Really, uh, yeah. I haven't really seen anyone else. Just uh, my sort of pseudo-celebrity mates who work on telly and do get parts oh, of yeah. it. Now, yeah. who do you know? You know that bloke, Harry Lennox. I do know Harry Lennox, yeah. He's actually, his show opens on Broadway tonight. What's the show? show? He's, uh, it's an August Wilson play called Radio Gold. Oh, so it's, okay. it's, a heavy, it's a heavy, it's a full of surprise winning. When not too niche on this show. No. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. What does too niche mean? Yeah. Really? It means we're too selective. Really? But we're, too, we're the opposite of that. We'll talk about anything. Really? really? Yes, but it's not, but the really only people who are interested in what we're sure talking about is us. Name three fast bowlers <laughs> of any country of any era. You and Sheffield? Yeah. <laughs> um, Stuart McGill, because he was on the show. Spinbottle? Um... John Brevin. Uh, Julian Temple. Julian Temple. I don't say we're experts on everything, but we will talk about anything. Harold Larwood. All right. Don't point at me with your Larwood finger. Because you can't have Larwood without Larwood. And what, now, always when we speak to you, Lockie, you've been to some bizarre audition. What accent have you had to put on in the last? I had to, um... Do you guys know a band called Tattoo? T A T U. Oh, yeah, the Tattoo Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 right. Well, the thing she said. Yeah, 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 yeah. right. They got so booed off the stage at Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I got sent this script called Finding Tattoo. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm going, well, you know, what's all this about? I mean, rang my manager and I said, what's all this about? He goes, oh, well, you know, this, this Russian girl band is huge. And I was going, right. And they went, want to leave me about one of the roles. And I'm thinking, oh, it's probably like the Richard E. Grant role in Spice Girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I read, I'm probably going to get in trouble for revealing what's in the script, but really, it's a shit. So I'm reading it. And it is this hardcore sex, drugs, chick shooting up heroin, Russian gangsters story. Yeah. And I get to the I'm just flabbergasted when I get to the end of it. And I try to find out who's directing it. Roland Joffe, who directed the killing is this the right script? And he goes, well, actually, it's not. They've done a rewrite, so we're going to send you that now. 
So they wanted me to test for the part of this 60-year-old, sleazy British record producer. This is how I've always seen you. And (laughs) so I'm reading it, I'm going, well, this is not a role. This is a role for Bill Nye. Of course it is. Or Reese Giffens or Gussie Sanson. But I'm reading it. And so the new version of the script is the much more watered down version. They tried to put a little bit of more, you know, PG stuff in, in between the heroin. Now they're birthing a ball. But that, that's, that would have to be the weirdest thing I've gone to meet with them about. And Rolly Joffrey of the Killing Fields. It's a mission. But the money apparently is coming from the Russian mob. They're shooting it in Moscow, like they start shooting their clips. It is a while. Literally shooting in Moscow. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and figuratively. So, there's my weird one. That will come out, and the thing will be who will play those roles. Right, the thing. Well, you know, Russian mob money's involved. They don't have to pay anyone, too. They just kidnap them and make them fall. Who the the film would come to? Good way to get a film made. It's a book of revelations got made, I heard. Well, I'm Please don't mention Book of Revelations. It's get this. It's our movie show. We're going to be talking movie stumpers soon. So think of your movie stumper. Yeah. You know, yeah, what is a movie stumper? How does Superman cut his hair? Why doesn't anyone spot Spider-Man leaping out of Peter Parker's apartment window every five minutes? Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. How did uh, Tim Robbins reattach the poster? Yes, to the hole in his cell wall, the tunnel behind him. We right. had someone calling redemption. Someone sent in a diagram. It's very much showing how he did it. Oh, that was actually me. Too sure. I'm sure you did. <laughs> so think of your movie stumper. We're going to talk about it soon on Get This. Thanks. Thirsty Merc here and get this. We only need one reason to talk about movies here on the show, and that is that more people, statistics prove more people go to the movies the live sport in Australia. Uh-huh. I know it's a hard one to believe. Lockie Hume is with us. Uh, we get, you know, whenever we do these shows, people send in movie information. Leone has sent in this quote from Mariah Carey. My fame had people trashing glitter before it even hit the cinema screen. Mm. So it wasn't the movie. No, it wasn't the movie. And it wasn't the fact that the producers were out there <laughs> screaming that heaven and out would burn the negative. It was just her fame. That <laughs> ruined it for everybody. Have you seen Glitter in Cavalier? Uh, I haven't. No, I've seen Crossroads with Britney Spears. You, yeah. you would love Glitter because... Oh, right. Yeah, it's a Cavalier classic. Yes, Mar- Mariah Carey attempts to do an acting challenge that I don't reckon any actor could ever pull off. Which is, let's throw it at me. Being angry with someone being furious with them while holding and patting a cat. <laughs> what, I'm I'm telling you. what about Blofeld in the Bond film? Oh, yeah, but that's not angry. That's sort of menacing. Oh, yeah, menacing. Yeah. This is Mariah Carey. Her ex-boyfriend comes out. What are you doing? I'm furious. You've uh, you said uh, the last time. You're not getting away. Patting a beautiful girl at the same time. It's the most ludicrous image. It's like somebody, it's like murdering someone while making a Pavlova. It's not going to work. It doesn't. not going to work. The two things don't go together. Uh, Short Butt uh, continues to attract a lot of correspondence. Joanne. Joanne loves it. Emailed us and going by the number of exclamation marks, she's not happy. Oh dear. Heard about you mentioning the show. Finally appeared at my DVD shop. Tried to get it for four weeks. Always out. And your husband and I settled in to watch it. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> 350 exclamation marks. Follow. 10 minutes. That's as far as we got. I think I'll drop this one in the late night shoot to save any eyebrow raising. Thanks, guys. How old is this woman? I'm not Are sure. You? But do you, have you ever done that? Have you ever taken a movie back and been so embarrassed 
Mm. Just stuck it down. No, I don't, I don't take movies back. I'm one of those guys. Oh, yeah, that's that's my, my buddy Slingo, he rented Once Upon a Time in America. Oh, wow. And kept it at home for four years. Wow. And talking about the, uh, you know, the embarrassment of dropping it back, he did a drive-by and threw it out the car window through the video library shop front door. And the only reason he returned it because he was applying for a job at that video library <laughs> the next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's the The first job he was given was, this bloke here has got a lot of movies. Let's see if you can track him down. He's to fling him at us. Once upon a time in America. What do you remember about that? That would have been one of the irregular boxes. It was an irregular box. It was larger. It was a fold-out box. Yeah, and it, uh, and walking on the front, wasn't it? Walk- uh, well, no, 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 that's it. Yeah. That's right. And a puffy front, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yes. Yeah. 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 What would be known as the blister pack? <laughs> Ed worked at a video shop for eight years. I'm guessing some of your nemesises would have been the Fright Night 2. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 In oh. the coffin shape. Yeah. Uh, brain dead. That was all puffy at the front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freaked. Mm-hmm. That had like horns coming out of the top of it. What was the one with the little eye stuck yeah. in the front of the VHS? Which you've mentioned before. Is it kind of ghoulies, maybe? Ghoulie. Yeah, ghoulies yeah. had the eyes, the googly eyes on the front. Yeah. What, what, what about the craze? How long did the blood last? Oh, oh that's true. Oh, oh, yeah, the of blood in the craze. No, they, they went the distance at my shop. <laughs> very civilised. Very civilised. I filled it with Midori once. Had a party, eh? <laughs> Whatever. Here we are, Anne has emailed us. She says, my teenage kids have gone retro and are currently watching all the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. But I'm having trouble convincing them that he also made a movie about a guy who ended up in a wheelchair after coming off a horse. Now, this was him. And this is the reason I'll never get on horse. You like that? Yeah, Christopher Reeve, I don't get on horse. As, as opposed to the other outdoorsy type. I, 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 I would have been all over horses. Yes, But I think what she's referring to is the remake of Rear Window. The Rear Window. That's just a bit bizarre. Yeah, well, he directed it as well. I think. He directed it. Yeah. And it's him and I can't remember the bird who plays the Grace Kelly role. Oh, oh, that was his last acting job. Oh. Okay, well, I don't know if that is one for the kids. Mm. There's a kid's version of Disturbia, which has mm. come out. The yeah, real that is one. It's like three, it'll be knocked off this weekend because Spider-Man 3 just came out. But it was three weeks at number one and this kid, Shia LaBeouf, God, I thought I had a weird name. Yeah. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf? LaBeouf. <laughs> I mean, doesn't it sound like a sort of techno band from the 80s, you know? Was it one hit? Well, it sounds like LaBeouf doing Israeli classics. It's like plastic, plastic bird friend and Shia LaBeouf are at the Countdown Spectacular, number two. But he, this kid's now been cast in the new Indiana Jones film. Says, well, we don't know, but it's, we're assuming he's playing Indy's son. Oh, it's an old chestnut. How it, I mean, how many years? It's 18 years yeah. since the last Indiana Jones yeah. movie. Is Harrison Ford going to have to be on the uh, 52 vials of somatropin? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so have, you ever, have you ever seen though, the, um, remember the old show, The, the, the Adventures of Indiana Jones? Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is where they tested out all the uh, all the material, the special effects, and that was amazing. Yeah, and they, that's where a lot of big writers like Frank Darabont and all those guys got their start. Anyway, did you ever see the episode where Harrison Ford was in it? No, did a cameo. Yes, as Indy, obviously, but in 1955, Indy in 1955 with a grey, scraggly old beard mm-hmm. and long hair. Wow. And, the, and so. If you can hunt that down, that might give you an insight into what he might look like. So that's what he's going to In the new one, he's going to be scraggly. Well, he's not to get. He's a professor of archaeology. This guy doesn't have to look like James Bond. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? He can look like a wizard old 
any, any object. Have a walking frame and loss of the big ball will just be quite slow. <laughs> just <laughs> any shot further away. I don't know. Something to think about. Movie stumpers. Are we going to get to them next? I think so. Let's do that next. On Triple M, now brought to you by the Nissan Navara, as you may have heard. More pulling power, that's what we've got. Mm-hmm. Lockie Hume is here, and we're going to talk movie stumpers. Things that just baffle you when you see a movie, like I'll give you one Spider Man 3, this new one. That black year. No, no, but you can't. Get, look, a lot of people haven't seen the film yet. No, they've no, seen the poster. But it's in the shorts. The black year that yeah. comes down and, you know, yeah. makes spider It's like a roll-up. It's like yeah. a Uncle Toby's roll-up that's gone, a Blackberry roll-up that's gone nasty. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and turns him into, uh, you know, or no, the bad one. It turns him into John Travolta at one point. <laughs> For some bizarre dance moves. Oh, you know that. But why, out of everyone in the world, does it target Peter Parker? Because he's spider no, but does it know that he's spider Well, it must know something. And then why does it go back to his house and do nothing for three days? <laughs> waiting for its own. Well, maybe the black goo is, is asking itself the question as it lays dormant that I've been asking about the Spider-Man film from day one is, which we were talking about earlier. Yeah. In, in the first Spider-Man, he, when he first goes on to the wrestling match, he's trying to win some money to buy the cars. Oh, and yeah. Get yeah. He's got that crappy little homemade Spider-Man suit. Yeah. On, right? Yeah. Which looks like one of those ones you buy at the costume shop. Yeah. Then, when his Uncle Ben gets killed, he goes back and he gives out his plans that he had for what a real Spider-Man suit should look like, and suddenly he's got that suit. Who's making the suits for Spider-Man? Mm. Right? And who's making these high-tech, funky, mm. skin-tight, tailored-to-perfection, latex body suits, which keep getting blown up? That's so right. Really through the movie. Because, and you know why that is? Because we've got to see Tobey Maguire's face. That's right. 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 They went out in the first one. It's not a very expressive face. Yeah. It's quite a bit. You know what I mean? And it's like, what, why are we paying this kid all this money if we can just get a stuntman to do it? Yeah. So, um, but who's making the suits for? Well, it's like Superman. We talked about this before. In the comics, Superman's costumes are literally run up on the singer by Mark Kent. Yes. You actually see that there was Not in all the comics. It depends on what Superman wants to read. What she uses? Is it a kryptonite needle? Is it a needle? A kryptonite needle? Because how would you be able to sew the bullet? How would the needle go through the bullet? I know I'm 12 again, but this is what we're talking about. I've got to actually make an apology to you, Tone, because I saw... uh, We had an argument on about how Superman cuts his hair. No, no, not about cutting his hair, but where did the, the suit come from? Yeah. I said, well, it came in a spaceship. And you were saying, no, it's just the rugs in the spaceship. It's the swaddling okay. okay, and I said, no, it was the whole suit. Anyway, I saw the Richard Donner director's cut of yeah. Superman 2, and you were absolutely right. Swaddling blankets. the blankets. Yeah. And I have another apology to make. I once made the outrageous, outrageous point. Yeah. Quite a few of these. I know, I'm thinking we should make it as a segment, yeah. a true or false segment. <laughs> but, um... I made the claim that the Broccoli family who produced the broccoli yeah, film we've been <laughs> that, one. Has, that has embarrassed us many times on this show. Can't walk into a green grocery anymore. I get laughed out of there. <laughs> but that's the kind of thing we're looking for. But, you know, the fact is with Spider-Man, it's a comic. So stuff like that would happen all the time in the comic. Mm. It's just that when you do it with real people... How does he get the suit on so fast as well? well yeah. You can do super speed. Uh, no right. point. That's really? really Superman. No, no, but Spider-Man. He's not Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Spider-Man wears the suit under his street clothes. Uh, that's his thing. No, he does. No, Sometimes he, he does. gets it out of, he gets out of a, uh, a suitcase. I've seen him. Yeah. Have you ever tried putting a wet suit on? No. It takes hours. <laughs> How did you get the... You know... 
joke movie and I know there's so many holes of you know yeah, so many sure. plot holes in Blues Brothers okay but at the, at the very the very cool car chase at the end yeah. uh, it starts with 106 miles to Chicago mm-hmm. it's probably about 11 o'clock at night mm-hmm. it do, and then uh, then it moves ahead to the morning yeah. there's no way that you know if it's 106 miles it's yeah. not going to take you all night to get to Chicago yeah, sure. you'll get to Chicago at some point in the middle of the night anyway besides that yeah. they get to Chicago it's first light and all the offices are open to go in and pay the $5,000 to save the orphanage, Steven Spielberg in a cameo role, but that's beside the point. Um, it, it's not, it, you know, it would only open at 9 o'clock in the morning, not at 6.30. Yes, but you could argue that uh, the legendary Bluesmobile uh, didn't just do a straight beeline from the, uh, the concert Town Chicago, they might have had to make a few detours yeah. and a few diversions along the way in a feeble attempt to shake the tail because of the 5,000 police officers that were after them. And you know, actually, talking about loopholes in the Blues Brothers film, one of the questions is, is how does the Blues Mobile have its special powers? And do you know that in the director's cut of the Blues Brothers, they explain how it does. There's a deleted scene. There's like few deleted scenes which Ackroyd well, you know, because Ackroyd's one of those mental guys who thinks everything needs to be fine because John Wayne yeah. comes all out during the film. But there is a, a sequence where they show where the Blues Mobile gets parked every night and it gets parked under the power grid that feeds the entire uh, yeah. elevated train system. Yeah. Apparently that gives its special power to flip and jump and do all that. Like the device that Thomas Hayden Church just stumbled into. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really it becomes Sam Man. I haven't seen the film yet, but apparently doesn't he go on this crime spree because he's got to pay for his daughter's operation? Yeah. Yeah. Now, if he walked through some radioactive generator thing that turned him into a Sam Man, wouldn't you just think, okay, time to get a good lawyer and sue that company? Right. 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 Look, they turned me into sand. I'm yeah. sand now. Right. Like, where's the payola, mate? You know, yeah. somebody drops a cu- cup of coffee on their lap at McDonald's and they get a <laughs> <laughs> you turn me into a sand man. It's not easy when you try to get it on when you keep turning into sand. It's very embarrassing, I can tell you. It's into all the crevices. Okay, we want to hear your movie stumpers and we will attempt to solve them for you. Call us now, one triple three five three. Have the pleasant, sexy abs you've always on Triple M. We're back. We certainly are. It's me, Tony Martin, and Cavalier's here. Richard right. Martin is pushing buttons. Our producer, Nikki, is here. Cecilia on the phone. Matt now, somewhere in the basement. And, of course, Lockie Hume, because it's our movie edition. Movie Stumpers. Yeah. Who's got one, Ed? Sorry. Hi, Andre. How are you? Hi, Ed. Hi, Tony. I'm extra. Oh, uh, hi. Hi. You're Stumpers, sir. Well... Indiana Jones, he, he hops a ride on that submarine from North Africa to, to Europe somewhere. Oh, he's the first one, right at the Lost Ark. Yeah, and he's, he rides this whole sub... What, the, the submarine never goes underwater, or, or what? Well, I actually, I have... Uh, it's lucky here, I have an answer for you. There was actually a cut scene from the film where the, the sub doesn't fully submerge, the periscope remains up, and apparently what happens is, and according to the script to Lawrence Kesman's script, Indy uh, 
wraps himself to the periscope with his whip and ties himself on. Mm. And oh, that's the whole journey that way. But we never show it. No, no. It's just represented by an arrow. Yeah, it's like a red line. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty. And just before we went to air, I said to Richard Martin, hey, what? that's a great one. What's another Indiana Jones stumper? And Martin's just gone, Kate Capshaw? <laughs> <laughs> the appalling actress who was the female lead in the second one. There's always the Indiana Jones stumpers. Who was it? Here's one for you. Who played the bloke at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, Richard? Alfred Molina. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, Dr. Octopus, yeah. throw me the yeah. idol in me. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. We have had a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who. Cecilia, who was the person who called up and claimed oh. that Richard was wrong? Yeah. yeah. Anthony called and said it was Frank Oz at the end of Blues Brothers. But <laughs> wrong. Frank Oz, the Frank Oz is the man at the beginning at the Joliet Jail who gives Jake Blues his belongings back, one prophylactic, one soiled. Uh-huh. Steven Spielberg is the yes. county assessor at the end of the film mm. which proved Jake and Elle would uh, pay the $5,000. Marlon was right for the first time in not. <laughs> but isn't there a thing where every John Landis film used to have a Frank Oz cameo? Remember yeah. he was in uh, in the police station in Trading Places? Right. Mm-hmm. He was the ambassador in American Werewolf in London or someone who comes to his and there's always a hospital mm-hmm. and see you next Wednesday as well as the constant yeah. running joke. Is yeah. it, it's a fictional movie that they have a poster for in every, pretty much every John yeah, Landis film. Yeah, yeah. And in Blues Brothers you see it because the two highway patrol cops are behind a massive billboard showing a gorilla ripping buildings apart and it's here see you next Wednesday. You might think, listeners, we've lost everyone. You'll be wrong. The phones have gone nuts with movie stumpers. We'll get to them all next. I'll get there. <laughs> Lincoln Park. There's some libel nearly going yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going, biting my tongue today. Oh, well, I'm very I'm doing it in between the, uh, yeah. the on-air appearance. There's usually trouble when Lockie Hume favours us with a visit. Here he gets this, and it's an excuse to talk movies, and in particular today, movie stumpers. Who's got one? Hi, here? Josh. How are you? Hello, how are we, fellas? We're really good, mate. We're stumpers. Well, my stumper is this. If you recall during the third Lord of the Rings film, there's a final battle sequence, and uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a group of eagles comes along and helps with the battle. I want to know why didn't they just use the eagles to begin with to fly the ring over instead of having to travel throughout the middle of the
which they've clearly shot with Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, it would have been hours on the set with him because it's beautifully shot. There's yeah. crane shots. Yeah. They're following him as he's swinging him. How are those shots filmed? You'd have to get an ABN and everything. I mean, you'd have to find out personal details. Pretty much everyone must know who's fighting. I mean, at the end there, because there's about 700 TV cameras trained on. Oh, people know who he's fighting out. Okay. Yeah. Right. Secret. Yeah. I'm going to drop it, maybe? Think so. Uh, hi, Steve. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Excellent, sir. Your stumper? Um, it's on the Australian cult classic running on empty, the street racing movie with Terry Yeah, yeah. Um, I just wanted to know, like, the first couple of minutes of the movie, you, you see him preparing for this big race is a, a really nice yellow HK Monaro parked mm-hmm. there. We have it up and it sounds mm-hmm. like a dirty big V8, a 308 or a 253 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, moments later, he loses a race and runs up the bum of a VW and N for N's, and yeah. the bonnet comes up. All of a sudden, it's a six-cylinder. I want to know why. I don't remember that. I have a feeling there. All I know about that film is I think, could be wrong, Nikki, could you look this up for me? Jonathan Coleman might have a Really? I think so, but as for that... Well, if that uh, is true, then that could explain the six-cylinder, eight-cylinder... Yeah, that's obviously... Steve, very well spotted. Terry Stereo is in that movie. Yeah. He's in the Spikating musical at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing John Howard. John Howard. Very good playing up job. And Hawkey. We need Hawkey, yeah, but he's a finer. Can you please get Steve's number in the Blue Mountain? Because we're going to be calling him with any further automotive issues. Steve, you're a mechanic guy. He's our hooter. You're a man under the hood. He's hooter from the jigs. All right. Thank you, Steve. Hi, Perry. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Uh, you've got a six-cylinder question you need me to solve for you, bro? <laughs> no, no. I've got another one about um, the uh, skirt and the sandal epics by Gladiator and Troy. And oh, yes, yes, yes. Tell me. Yeah. Right. Battle sequence is about to start. Yeah. And so whoever's standing at the front talking to the thousand gathered soldiers, mm-hmm. they, they can all hear him. What's the person at the back say? I see what <laughs> No PA. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So the people at the front are really pumped up, but the guys at the back, they've got no motivation at all. It's just be sauntering up. But the guys at the back could just be those sort of follower-type loser guys. Anyway, you know what I mean? You guys hang out at the back. You just do what we do. Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Perry, Perry. Why isn't someone at the back yelling out, what? What's he saying? <laughs> well, what is it? Bring up. We'll get Russell Crowe on the phone. I'm mm-hmm. sure he'll be amenable to that question. <laughs> <laughs> all right, one more. Matthew, how are you? Yeah, g'day, Tony. How you um, going? Yeah, I'm a lot hazard. Yes. Um, Jessica Simpson has the yellow Jeep yet in the TV series. She um, has the yellow roadrunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the only question that arose when you were watching. Oh, no, there was many questions. The fact that yeah, she's a blonde and Catherine Bach was a brunette. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Hog was fat. He wasn't in the movie. I know that was so wrong. And don't you think just for one reel of the movie, they should have been played by two other actors, like that weird series towards the end? <laughs> the cousins. The cousins. <laughs> because Tom Wopat was off having a music career. Yeah. How did that go? <laughs> he was back for the next day. There you go. Fantastic. All right, great movie Thanks to everyone. Thanks to everyone who called, and uh, we'll be back to wind things up in a moment. I'll get this. <laughs> Midnight's Man. Fair enough. Terry Cavalieri. Oh, 